Sports stories from the 419 in Northwest Ohio brought to you by A Voice You Know. It's time to go around the area and around the Hearn. Welcome to another edition of Around the Hearn. A lot of things to get to, a lot of cool things, I think, that uh, are on display during the hour or so of this show. We've got a lot of talk about baseball that Matt Dubay, the Fort Jennings baseball coach, will talk about the project they have going on over at the Ford and trying to build a new baseball facility and uh, just uh, so many tremendous things that go along with that. Hear about the fundraising efforts that will be coming up and uh, I'll be talking about on this show as well. Got the uh, DHI editor in Joe Dre. He talks about girls wrestling and I've been kind of talking about this for a couple of weeks about how I wanted to be able to get him on. We finally were able to hook up with some time and uh, make that happen. I absolutely adore the story that is online on the Delphi Sarah website about the uh, girls' participation in wrestling in the area and about everything that comes with that. And you'll hear me talk about this. I'm glad that I waited to record this episode until late Thursday night because had I recorded it earlier in the day, like I had originally planned before I got sidetracked, I would not have been able to talk about Emelise, the uh, junior guard from Spencerville, and about all the great things that she's been able to do and let you hear from her in her own words after she assaulted the Spencerville record books tonight for a school record 39 points in a game in a win 73-39 over Allen East. Bearcats needed that win before the draw that is on Sunday to keep pace in the top five or six in their district. You've got a loaded district that they play in in the Elida district in Division Three, But uh, just the... It's an infectious personality that comes out in her and just does a tremendous job on the floor, has really grown as a leader. I've loved as an alumni and as someone who covers a lot of the Bearcat games to be able to be a part of that. I know Nate Stidham has raved about her maturation process and Rich Harland, her AAU coach at Team Huddle as well, but you get to hear from all three of those individuals coming up in a bit. Uh, They are terrific in their own right. They're good listens, and make sure that you stick around for that show, I'd love to hear the uh, thoughts on the show as well as uh, we uh, continue on the show. Tell you about the weekend basketball schedule as well as you hear from uh, three great guests here on Around the Hearn. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah. And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Hi, this is Tom Brenneman with the Cincinnati Red, and you're listening to Michael Hearn. Back on the show, and one of the reasons why and I've said this before that I wanted to do a show like this is to be able to put a spotlight on things in the community that either need a little bit of help or people should be paying attention to. And today I'm happy that I'm able to get Matt Dubay, the baseball coach at Ford Jennings on to talk about the possibility of getting a new athletic facility out at the field and a place that I spent a lot of time at when I'm allowed to in the spring at Ford Jennings. And uh, first of all, Matt, how are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about our project. Um, it's been pre- pretty quiet here. We're in the quiet stages of it. So this is 
perfect timing for me to get kind of the word out, the, the, the uh, stage of the process that we're in. So I, I really appreciate it. was very apropos when you uh, talked to me about it. And so I'm just happy to be on and be able to talk about it. Well, it's funny because it's one of those things where I always had it on my list of, all right, this is what I want to accomplish, uh, whatever I can try to help with. And mm-hmm. I had a couple of people who had asked me about it as we get closer to baseball season. And you guys really aren't that far away, about a month from the start of practice anyways. And right. it just kind of, huh, why don't I just reach out to him and ask him about it? Well, like I said, it was perfect timing because we have been in this, in this kind of the, the, I call it kind of the messy stage where you're sending drawings back and forth between the state to get things approved. And you're also taking some of those preliminary drawings and getting them out into businesses and in companies' hands to, to start putting bids in for the work that actually needs to be done. So it's kind of quiet um, in terms of what's out in the public, but at the same time, there's a ton of work going on behind the scenes to make sure that we're, our budgetary numbers are closed and, and, you know, a capital campaign, those sorts of things that you've got to have planned in place to make a project of this size, uh, you know, capable of being pulled off. Did you realize that before? Uh, the, just the amount of things you would have to go through sort of in the paperwork stage? Uh, yes and no. Um, maybe the, our committee did, maybe not me. You know, that's not my expertise. Certainly in this one, I, I, I think my, my expertise in this is more maybe the baseball side, maybe working with the school board side and those sorts of things. But in terms of like architect and, you know, bid processes and, and construction process, no, I would say I was, that definitely was not something I expected. But right from the beginning, Mike, this has been, we're probably close to two and a half years of planning and prepping and doing our homework. So it's been a long process the whole way. So it didn't, it wasn't new to have all of this stuff to do. You know, the process has been pretty tedious. We want to make sure we're doing it right. Well, I know you guys are kind of odd in how you play right now. (laughs) Obviously that you're at the behest of the city on a lot of the things because of where the park is that you play in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. What was the, was there one point, where whether it was a rain out or what have you, where you guys just kind of went, all right, what have we actually started kind of try to put our own thing in motion? Well, there was a couple of, there was a couple of points. Well, immediately when, um, I, the three of us, uh, Jeff Swick, my assistant coach and Matt Menke, my assistant coach, when the three of us That'd got be on smart board, if that's the only time you use those three names in a sentence again. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> no, really. When we when we got together, immediately we started to do some things at the park, right? We 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 did some cosmetic things at the park that needed to be done, um, just to just to make it pretty. It's a it, the, the the reality of it is the field's pretty. The park is gorgeous. It's a beautiful setting, and we love it. But it has its shortcomings, right? Um, you know, it floods. That's a reality. Um, our kids have to travel over there for practice. It's not far, but you're still putting kids in a car to go over there. Well, it, it's sometimes tough getting through Fort Jennings traffic. Oh, you know it. So it's a, the busy metropolis. But Especially when you're the one creating it. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. When we're all leaving the parking lot here and going to practice. But um, 
also we share it. We share that field. Um, it's a public park. So our pony links have to be on there. Um, we share it with Fort Fest during that wonderful celebration. You know, you do all these things to that shared. You know, one time I was prepping it for a game and there were, someone had had a campfire on it the night before. You know, that's a reality. So it's not really ours. That's your reality. Yeah. Well, that's I, mean, my reality. I like to hear how many coaches have a similar story. Well, you see, once <laughs> upon a time I was putting out a campfire. Yeah. How was, was your camping it, trip? It was really centrally located. It was quite nice. It was right between the uh, Pitcher's Mound. And they were very day. tidy campfire well, people. You know, it is what it is. Or, or like you'll have a rain. I'll we'll have a rain, and it'll get muddy, and I'll have little barefoot footprints going through it. You know, where kids were out there playing in it, and that's okay. It's a it's a park. You want you you want people, and that's that's okay. That's that. I just know that that's what we're going to deal with. So, long answer, longer. Uh, there wasn't really a single point. It was just working on this and saying, you know, when they originally built this new building, this new school building, they put like a makeshift baseball field out there and there was no soccer field and there was no complex out there. It was just this makeshift baseball diamond. And I said, we have this really nice soccer field and really nice soccer complex and the potential for a really nice track someday. We have this concession stand. Wouldn't it be cool if we enhanced that brought our high school diamond up here and made it a whole complex athletic complex with the little league diamonds and everything. So that would be a, a great centerpiece for our town. Um, you know, the, the, one of the things I've said in our public meetings is Fort Jennings is, a, is kind of like a living room slash bedroom community, so to speak, meaning that people live here. They love our, they love it here, but they drive somewhere else to work. And so what we want to do is dress up our community, continue to make it look as beautiful as we can. We've got a project to do um, um, the, the square and the river walk over by Memorial Hall, Freedom Square and the river walk over by Memorial Hall. That's a huge project that the town's looking at. And then this athletic complex enhancement project as well are just feathers in our cap to help make our bedroom slash living room community look even more beautiful. Give our community something to hang their hats on. We have a excellent church, a beautiful building. We have this excellent school, beautiful building. Let's just enhance them. So that's kind of where it started. And it was very small and it's gotten pretty big over the last two and a half years and working with the school board and the superintendent and our, and our project committee. And, and we just want to do it right. The goal ultimately is to have this really attractive, unique fan experience, this really attractive and unique baseball field. And, you know, hopefully next to Defiance is the best baseball field in Northwest Ohio. Well, I'm trying to make sure that people will donate tens of thousands and millions of dollars on uh, the Micron Press Box, but there doesn't there you appear go. to be a lot of traction <laughs> on that. You're not getting any takers on that, are you? Uh, like, something about the name they have an issue with. I, they, do they want something else up there? They want a corporate name, you know. Ah, I, They're going to give away the money, whatever. <laughs> so we have a disagreement on that. Well, and that's, you know, you, you if you haven't had an opportunity to look at um, the, the 
3D renderings and, and those sorts of things. You can find them on the school web page, but, um, you, you know, you talk about the mic turn and I, I have air quotes. You can't see them obviously, but, um, that's how radio works. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, that press box, the, the, the fort theme to it, the, the, the walkway, the trees, all that is, is just, is very unique and it enhances that experience that we have here on campus. And so, you know, we would take, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to that press box, whatever the heck the name ends up being, right? Look, it can be Fort Mikern Press Box. I don't care. Yeah, just I mean, as long as Mikern's in it. <laughs> just as long as it has a clean view, like the sight lines hey, are great, and, you know, what? every once in a while uh, the catering comes up correct. Absolutely. I promise you this. Regardless of what the name is, there'll be a chair up there for you, for sure. Um. I appreciate that. I can it be different than the old one, where yeah. you know we make sure that it doesn't have a ladder of doom. Yes, I promise. It That's has the really part nice I'm looking forward to. Really nice staircase up there, no ladder of doom. Oh my god! It'll gosh. be temperature controlled up there for you. So when you know it's cold most of the year, because I argue that spring sports in Ohio is the only true winter sport we have in Ohio. Um, it'll be. Warm when you need it to and cool when you need it to as well. So. It's true. I was thinking about that the other day. I think, oh, great. Now we can get back to the period of uh, everybody trying to put 90 games in 90 days where yeah. we don't know what the weather's going to be like from minute to right. minute. Right. Well, and you know what's interesting about that? And because of the way we never know what spring is going to be, you have teams now that are playing in weather that we never used to temperatures that we never used to, you know, if it got down into the thirties, a lot of teams would just be like, listen, you know, the bats aren't certified. We can't be playing in this. We would just, you know, you'd reschedule those games. Now you're, we're missing so many games recently that, you know, we're playing games in the twenties. It's it's crazy. I was trying to think uh, a couple <clears throat> of years ago when we actually missed a couple of games for Z sports because we were at the state tournament for the girls I was trying to remember the last time that a season was getting started for baseball, and it was insane. I thought, I'm pretty sure this has never happened before. Right. Yeah. It's well, we, I, I remember it has been rare. I mean, we've had the, the strangest weather. I remember a couple years ago, I think the first, you know, the first day of practice is coming up. It's always usually last week, or actually it's a little later this, this year. It used to be like that President's Day week, that second to last week of of February, I remember being out on our first day of practice in, in short sleeves, and it was like 84 degrees. But then that first game, we had a doubleheader on that first Saturday, and I'm pretty sure we played both games. And first pitch, it was 27 degrees, uh, um, and we were playing. I always remember I graduated in 01, and in Spencerville, we'd always play a random doubleheader to open up, somebody like Perry or Marion Local or right. somebody like that. And it was – what felt like, oh, it's like super nice in the morning for the early game. And then the second game was yeah. just Mother Nature just laughing. Yeah. Bet. yeah. Watch what I can do here. Well, and what's interesting to piggyback that, not only are, with weather have we had to change the way we play games and how we reschedule and things. Now with pitching counts, with pitch counts, you're starting to see some schools shy away from doubleheaders. Um, Which is sad because for for me it was always about the more games you could play. Yeah, yeah. Well, now it's your your with your league schedules and different things like that. Double headers are going away, and I've heard coaches talking about it. 
you know, we, we still have two on our schedule, two, two Saturday doubleheaders, um, strictly because of travel. And we have one with New Knoxville and one with New Bremen. You know, if you're going to go to New Knoxville or New Knoxville is going to come to us, a single game during the week doesn't make a lot of sense, you know, for that travel. So you, you, you still schedule those double headers, but double headers are starting to be a thing of the past and it's a pitch count. And, and, you know, I understand you want to keep those arms safe and, and those kids safe. And so you adjust. I, I, I'm still puzzled though, how we're supposed to get all those games in in that short amount of time. It's, it's pretty crazy. I have a feeling Frantic. that I, I, I can't go down the road right now that I want to because it's about another 10 minutes. And uh, I know coming up, we uh, are working on a project where we have all the PCL coaches in the same place before the season starts mm-hmm. uh, in about a month that I'm going to curtail my thoughts on pitch counts until then because yeah. uh, it, I don't want to take away from the project, but let's just say I hate the pitch count stance. <laughs> But it's it's uh, definitely a topic for discussion. Oh my gosh! It's Another day, right? By itself, yeah. I think we've sat around after ball games talking about it before. I'd be happy to sit around pretty uh, sure of table it. with my uh, compadres there and talk about it as well. But I, I really do like what uh, you guys are doing out there because uh, I don't think people realize how much it's needed and how much your kids, who I've seen firsthand, work their tails off deserve something like that and especially the kids in the future coming up absolutely and what's really neat and i I don't know if people uh, i did have a mom talk to me about it um a mother of one of our younger players who um not high school uh, t-ball age t-ball aged a little guy and she said you know when this was first presented i didn't think we needed it and then she goes then i came out for t-ball and there were, we had T-ball on the grass. We had two baseball games on our, um, on the black diamond. And we had two baseball games on the orange diamond. We had just about everybody in town out here at the school. How cool would it be to have that complex? We do need it. We have baseball going on everywhere around here. And that's the, that's the beauty of the state of our program right now. We've got about, when I did the numbers, when I've run the numbers for our needs assessment, We had 98 kids playing in our youth programs. That would be 98 kids K through six in our youth program participating in whatever level of baseball there are. That didn't take into account softball. So when you take into account softball, um, that number increases. And we go up to about 88% of our student body K through six participating in either baseball or softball. That's humongous participation numbers. Our kids are playing that those spring sports, baseball and softball. They're participating in them at a high level, and you know we're seeing most of our kids doing that. And it's here, you know. Our, I I, I want to get a drone kind of outside and film all the orange, the sea of orange that's out here during the spring and summer to just see what our kids are doing here. Adding that field is not taking away from those participation numbers in that park. I think some of the people were really worried of like, what will happen to that field down at the park? Well, it will become the permanent home of our Pony League team and T-ball, and it will still get used. Now, well, you're obviously you're taking a team off of there, but Pony League has to wait for us to be done 
have to wait for us to practice. Our practice is first. They wait for us. If they have a game scheduled and we have to have a makeup game, they got to move their game. You know, they have to wait. Well, that this alleviates that. They would have their home field. They don't have to wait for us. They can get out and practice. They can get out and play. It just increases our opportunities for people to participate in baseball and softball. So that's what I'm most proud of. And then I'm, I'm also very proud of the fact that this is, this is a huge project that I think people will come together from, for, you know, our community will come together to make it happen. And it's going to be beautiful and make our school and our community just give us one more, one more, um, one more thing to hang our hat on. I, I'm excited about it. Is it crazy to you that yesterday is 60 days until your season opener? <laughs> yes, we were talking about that. I happened to be with... I, I don't know why my, that just sank into me, but yeah. uh, while I was thinking about baseball and, you know, because who can't get romantic about baseball? No, serious. It's the best sport in the world. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to Jeff and Matt yesterday, and I said, dude, we, we started practicing like three and a half weeks, and we've got we've got our first game in two months, and it, it makes you gulp. Because that will be here before you know it, and you know here at Fort Jennings, our kids are our kids are playing basketball. Our baseball players are playing basketball, and you want them to get ready. And Putnam, Putnam County as a whole—that's one of the things we can talk about when we all get together next month. Is you know we're sharing all our kids. You know our our second baseman is a point guard, and our third baseman is a center. Not only that, they're drummers in a band, or they play a trumpet, or they're in student council, or they're in choir, they're in play. You know, we're sharing all these kids, and we're only two months away from swinging a bat for real. So, there's not a lot of time. Your your season that starts in Lima and ends in Spencerville. I just want to point out that journey. Well, we, we don't start in Lima this year. Well, you should probably update your schedule then. I'll take a look. You might have it right now. It says at Lima Senior. Now, go to my website. Go to the baseball page. We're at. uh, I think we open at home against Waynesfield Goshen this year. Well, you should probably take a shot at whoever put your schedule together online. Then I know. I think if you look at that, I think it was a gene. I don't know. I will fix that. I will fix that. I got to talk to my people and get correct things. No, it's okay. People. Again, people who don't know about this project and they want to help out, um, how do mm-hmm. you suggest they do that? Okay, this is a great question, and I appreciate that. Right now, you don't. Right now, the capital campaign has not started, and I, and I will explain. We are still in that bid process. And so we, before we jumped out and threw you know, all these things in the mail or went knocking door to door, we wanted to have a handle on the entire project cost. If we were to write a check tomorrow, what would it cost to build this thing? And we wanted to have accurate numbers for people. Um, we have budget numbers, we have ideas, um, but we wanted to have those accurate numbers and they are now just coming on in. So uh, as a matter of fact, we're looking at a, a committee meeting next week to begin rolling out that capital campaign. It has not yet. Once it does, we will have things on our webpage on JenningsLocal.org, www.JenningsLocal.org. You'll be able to find things there. Also on our Facebook page, 
which again, Jennings Local, and our Twitter page, at Jennings Local. All those places will have that. We'll keep it very public. There'll be letters that are sent home, um, and, and we'll just keep everyone posted. Um, this is all community, not, not just community, but business and privately funded through donation. All our monies will be held, handled that way. So we're not going to sell candy bars. We're not going to do those sorts of things. Oh, we're going to say, no, I know. I'll get you a candy bar though, Mike. I mean, I like those ones. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're going to say, hey, this is an investment in our community. This is an investment in our school. And this is an investment in our kids. Would you like to do that? And, you know, donations can be tax deductible and we'll handle all of it that way. And, you, you know, it'll work through our, our booster club. The Musketeer Athletic Booster Club is the entity that will run the fund. We'll run the fundraiser through. Um, it is a it is a Musketeer Athletic Booster project, so to speak. It is board approved and and all that. So soon enough, we'll get that capital campaign rolling so that people can actually begin to to donate to this, and we'll have different levels of donations. And with the idea that we'll put a plaque out there that says, you know, these are those people who help make this happen, and we thank everyone. Whether it was sweat equity, you know, if, if all you can do is turn a shovel for us, you don't want to do that. I didn't want to trivialize that. That's important. We need that. You know, if that's the way you're going to do it, then that's great. We'll take that. Um, and, and any way that you can help would be great. And even if it is $5 to the Mike Hearn press box. Mm-hmm. That's got to be right now specifically. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Ohio Northern tells me all the time, you want to donate? Donate specifically to the girls basketball program. <laughs> so that's fine all right mark fine i guess right but uh i uh again i love what you guys are doing i hope that it works out soon and quickly and everything goes smoothly for you and if i can ever do anything to help out please let me know absolutely you just did and that's what i really appreciate you guys um z sports live you nate dave you guys have always been such a great supporter of me which i appreciate i'll take the jabs with Even them back to the old days even back to the old days and more importantly, the kids in this area, I've said this to you. Um, I've said it on your podcast once before, but I've said it privately. I really appreciate what you do for the kids in this area, the student athletes in this area. Um, they get, they get the opportunity to be on radio, to be on streams, to be on podcasts, to be recognized in social media for great things. And in a small town and in a small county, having people like you doing that, it's very important. And it does not go unnoticed, at least by me and by the people that I talk to and the coaching fraternity that I'm in. So we appreciate you guys. Well, I thank you. And again, I, yeah. uh, I thank you for doing this. Yeah, awesome. That's Great. Matt DeBay, Thanks. the baseball coach at Fort Jennings, talking about the improvement project. And again, you'll hear more from that coming up in the future as we roll on here on the show. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters, like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench, ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins, like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. 
See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Back on the show now, talking to uh, Joe Dre, the editor extraordinaire of the Elvis Herald, and it seems like pretty much everybody uh, has a story that you've had your fingerprints on. You're a pretty busy dude. Oh, I try to stay busy. <laughs> Keeps you out of troubles, as, as the uh, old saying goes. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, you know, being the one-man show over here in Delphus, uh, it kind of keeps you on your toes. It keeps you uh, extremely busy, I would say, probably any time of the day or night. Absolutely. Usually I'm in here, you know, anywhere from 7 in the morning till midnight with a couple hours in between to sleep, and that's about it. (laughs) But I would imagine it's one of those things, though, that, you know, because you have so many people kind of under your direct employ of uh, being able to manage stories and uh, ideas that are coming in and out, it's got to be rewarding when everything hits print and you just go, all right, that's one thing off my mind. Now let's go to the other 37. Absolutely. Um, you know, it, you, you see the reaction, especially like on social media or, you know, you have someone pull you off to the side of the game and say, hey, I caught your article. You know, it was a great article. Um, you know, it, it, it does a lot to boost your confidence and it, and it makes our job a little bit easier. Um, I get a lot of support, especially from our local community here. And, you know, I, I couldn't say enough about the, the, the fans, the, the sponsors and, uh, you know, the, the athletic programs, coaches. Everybody does a fantastic job and, and makes my job a lot easier. How did you, uh, just kind of looking backwards, how did you get to this point? Uh, actually, three years ago, I started out, I, I was washing dishes in a cafeteria. And uh, that was my job. And I was approached by John Parent, who at the time was a regional sports editor for DHI Media. And he asked if I wanted to be a stringer and just kind of write a couple articles a week. Um, apparently I impressed him. <laughs> um, it, it, it went to, I started doing maybe one article a week to doing five and six articles a week. Um, and then a position became open at the Delphus Herald for sports editor. So I took that on. Um, and within six months of that, I was moved up to regional sports editor where I oversee the Van Wert times Bolton, Delphus Herald, uh, Ada Herald, Putnam County Sentinel and Paulding progress. So, um, my level of responsibilities increased quite a bit, but, uh, you know, it, it, it all starts from those humble be- beginnings where, you know, you're out there and, and sometimes you're not really making the money. You're sometimes you're losing money, you know, doing what you love. But at the end of the day, um, you know, if you just keep plugging away, I think, I think that what I've done is, is a testimony to what hard work will get you. Um, you know, there was a lot of times where I was driving, 150 miles to cover a game and, and really not making any money off of it. But, um, you know, just do, when you're doing what you love to do and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're engaged with the community, you're going to, you're going to fit, you're going to succeed. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I, where I started and, and where I'm at now. You know, it's kind of funny cause everybody always says, Oh yeah, you know, you just say hard work and whatever. That's, that's a tool. No, I mean, again, you, you know, you kind of showed it. You're smart enough, and you get a good enough uh, groundwork, and you can pretty much do everything. Right, and another big aspect of that is just having somebody to believe in you, um, somebody to be there to, to open the door and give you the opportunity. And, you know, I've always, always said it, you know, being when I was younger, working in factories, working in cafeterias and, and washing dishes, 
you know, if I ever get out of here, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm going to give it 110% because I don't want to come back to doing what I was, what I'm doing now. Um, and I think that's what I've done. I just, I just kind of, kind of went with it and, uh, and, uh, gave it my best and, and had a couple of people to believe in me and, and give me the opportunity. I think that's why we get along. Cause that's always been my theory. Uh, I have absolutely no problem with a real job and, and God bless the folks that can pull that off, but it's just not for me. Right. Right. So I'm going to work hard enough to avoid you love. that. Yeah. Yeah. You get into something you love to do and, and it's just, it, it, it's, you'll never work a day in your life. Uh, that's the hope anyways, but, yeah. uh, some days are different than others. Uh, right. I love, we, we talk a lot and, uh, you wrote a piece the last couple of weeks came out the 24th of January about how people might not necessarily realize, and this is something I, I really wanted to be able to focus on was there's a lot more girls wrestling in the area in what has always been a male dominated sport. How did, how did that whole idea come about for you? Well, uh, every, you know, spring, fall and winter, we put out a, a sports tab here in Delphus. We do one in Van Wert as well. And in, in Putnam County, but um, you, the coaches will send that information into us, you know, well ahead of time. And for the last couple of years, I haven't noticed, you know, too many girls, maybe one here or there, and usually not in our coverage area. But this year, I, I noticed we had two in Jefferson and we had one over in Lincoln View. And I thought, well, well, this is something. And, and I kind of sat on it for a little bit because I wanted to make sure that these girls actually followed through with it, you know, and, and went and and competed at that level. Um, so it kind of struck me, you know, well, what's going on here? Uh, so I started doing some research and I found out that so far 20 states in the United States have kind of sanctioned high school girls wrestling. And uh, right now five over 500 are in Ohio are in female wrestling with 21,000 nationwide. And that's up from 804 in 1994. So we're seeing a big increase and I kind of had to ask the question, why are we seeing the increase? And I think it all falls back onto the youth sports. Um, in this area, we have the tri-county uh, wrestling. So they're just youth, youth wrestling, but I, they've seen an uptick in females joining as well at the younger age. And I think that just kind of fosters it all the way through. And, and another thing that I noticed was a lot of, the, a lot of the girls that I did talk to, um, they, were influenced by somebody in their family as either their dad wrestled or their brother wrestled or somebody that they knew and they grew up around it. So that just all goes back to the, to the youth sports. And I don't think it's just limited to wrestling. It's also, you know, you're talking about midget football and uh, little league baseball. You know, these kind of programs are what fosters uh, the growth in the sports once they get to high school. I did think that was interesting. I saw one of the girls uh, remark about how, uh, her dad was a coach, and he wouldn't let her join until she was a sophomore. And how that yeah. that was kind of uh, kind of fascinating because she said, you know, I always wanted to do the moves, but it was kind of you know uh, maybe not. And and I kind of thought maybe that was was it because you're a girl, right, right. And, and you know, I think a lot of it is it goes back to that parental protection. You know, you, you don't want your little girl to get out, go out there and get hurt and being the, the father of a daughter, you know, I understand that. Um, but at the same time, you know, these girls want to compete. 
and they want to get have every opportunity that the boys do. Uh, you know, they don't have any problem going up against the boys. Um, yeah, but at the same time, I think some of them would also like to see a female division, and that's going to be left up to OHSAA. And I think Jerry Snodgrass does a very good job of, you know, kind of sitting back and seeing w- what direction things are going and, and reacting to it. So, you know, whether they decide to or not, um, you know, that's up in the air. But I think that there's a support on both sides, um, both sides of the fence there. So, I think I'm going to have to have him back on and ask him about that because that is kind of a fascinating follow-up that I hadn't really thought about of – there's going to be a lot of people on both sides of that aisle about should you or should you not at a girls' division. Exactly. Exactly. And, and you know, like I said, I, th- I think the, the reception, at least from the athletes, is on both. They're, they're, they kind of see the, the positive on both sides. Um, you know, I, I, if you read the article, one of the girls' um, Serenity sites, she goes in on to say, you know, when, when, they appro- when a, a boy approaches us at a wrestling match and we're getting ready to start, you know, I, I see two different kinds of of athletes coming at me one of them is really timid and kind of you know i don't want to hurt her and the other ones are are you know i'm way stronger than you and i'm going to show you that i'm really strong and they start to kind of throw them around a little bit um so i think that's the major difference is the strength when you when you when you're talking about between a boy and a girl wrestling but you know at the end of the day they're both the same weight and you know 105 pound girl going up against a 105 pound guy is pretty even in my book. And I think that that's, that's really unique because we have co- other co-ed sports, but this is an actual co-ed sport. This is a boy against a girl and, and it's a fair playing field. And I think that's what's so fascinating about this whole story and about this females joining high school wrestling is that it's a, it's a fair, even playing field. And whether separating those two is, you know, the best for the athletes and the program and, and wrestling in general, then, you know, I don't know that I have the answer to that, but uh, I think we'll get there. I think we'll get there with more girls joining and you're going to see this continue to grow. Um, I think you're going to see that. Well, I can tell you that I enjoyed the article. Uh, people who haven't seen it, it's on DelphiSero.com. Uh, what else is coming up next for you or for the paper? Any of them? Um, well, you know, as you know, we have basketball draws coming up. Um, we have wrestling coming up. Um, conference wrestling's coming up. Uh, then tournaments. So it's a busy time around here. Uh, just trying to wrap up all the loose ends and trying to make sure we give excellent coverage, you know, moving forward to the end of basketball season. And then right around the corner is going to be the spring sports preview, which we'll be getting out in March sometime. Um, and I'm getting excited about that already. Baseball, can't believe we're talking baseball already. <laughs> I know. I just set up a, a meeting for coaches for a project I'm working on, and, and I thought it's going to be the end of February, not that far from now when this happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let me outside. And that's another story. You know, the, the amount of pre- uh, preparation that some of these baseball teams are doing, you know, it's year-round now. You know, back when we were younger – it was, you know, it was baseball season, football season, basketball season, and now it just seems like it's an all-year thing. And and uh, and with you know a lot of the newer facilities, they can they can do that. They can practice all year round, or you know, throw the ball around. So it, a lot of changes going on in in high school sports. It's just crazy how that works. Uh, people want to follow you or follow the papers online. Uh, kind of get a sense. How do they do that? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Dre Joe. 
And uh, you can check out our website, DelvisHerald.com, or pick up an edition on Wednesdays or Saturdays at your local newsstand. Thank you so much for uh, telling me all about the world of wrestling. Absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having me on. That's Joe Dre back with more of the show here in just a few. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer can come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. Hi, this is Tom Brenneman with the Cincinnati Red, and you're listening to Michael Hearn. There are times in life that I'm glad that I don't get around to pre-taping all of this show when I would like to, and today is one of those times because had I done it earlier, I wouldn't get to talk to this young lady about her special moment tonight in the Bearcats' big win, 73-39, over Allen East. Emily's broke the school's scoring record in a single game with 39 I would imagine you've got to be feeling pretty hype and pretty tired right now. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i overwhelmed with joy because it's something that I've always wanted to do. But then I'm just, I'm also proud of all my teammates because I wouldn't have even been close to 39 points if it wasn't for them. They got me the looks and gave me the ball, trusted me, and set good screens for me. I always wonder at what point, is it when you walk into the gym tonight, you just know you're going to have a special night, or is it kind of some point during the course of that first quarter, you guys jumped out to a 19-point lead? Um, I I come into every game trying to have the mindset that, like, I can help dominate this game and I'm going to do everything I can to help us win. But tonight, uh, first quarter, uh, coming right off a three and then a, and then a layup, and I was feeling pretty good, and I thought maybe, you know, this might be the night. And for me, it was. You, you thought it might be a 39-point night? No, not not once did it come across my mind. That's, that's foresight, though. I'll tell you what. You just knew it was going to be a good night. Yeah, I was, I was thinking I might do okay, but I wasn't thinking I was going to do 39 points okay. Well, you had uh, your previous career high is what, 26? Uh, no, it was only 22. Oh, I was thinking it was more. Um, Got to make those You're... free throws, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's crazy, though. I, I don't know how much... You know, it kind of pans down, but in a way, I always think of it, and it's unfortunate that it's a recent tie-in of that sort of Kobe Mamba thought process of, all right, if I start out feeling good, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make sure I put on a show tonight. Yeah, actually, the crazy thing is, um, coming off a tough loss Tuesday, I was feeling kind of down and upset, and uh, actually today on the way to the school to get on the bus and on the ride uh, from the bus to Allen East, I actually listened on YouTube to Kobe's mama mentality about confidence. And I really think that helped me out a lot because I came in with a different mindset than usual, but that was crazy to me too. It's kind of odd how sometimes, you know, the darkest times produce the best uh, out of people. And and I've seen yeah. a lot of that this week where a lot of players it, it have been asked about, you know, what does Kobe mean to you? And we're enough apart in terms of generation where, like, Jordan was my guy. But I know growing up for you, Kobe was probably that guy. Yes. It's crazy. I have been on Twitter, and I'm seeing these crazy stats that everyone's putting up. And it's uh, it just shows how much he impacted everyone. But it's not just the young generation. It's 
the players who have been playing in the NBA for several years, and that just shows how much he has impacted the game all around. And it's, you know, you learn so much, obviously, from just watching it. I always marvel at the clips that they show about Gigi and just thinking, you know, a lot of people came up to him and said, you know, when are you going to have a boy? When are you going to, you know, have a boy that comes and shows out and shows everybody what that next generation of Bryant is? And I love the confidence where she just stepped behind and said, I'm working on that. Yeah, I love I love all those videos. I think those are so amazing. And it goes to show, too, you know, with how growing up, you guys right now, and I know we've talked about this before, but you're changing an entire culture at Spencerville, whether you realize it or not, for those young girls coming up with the fantastic play that you guys have had the last couple of years and what you're doing tonight and this year. Yeah, um, coming in my freshman year, I wasn't sure, like, what the expectations were going to be, and but... Like in my junior high years, all I did was want to play high school basketball, want to play in the big gymnasium. And so knowing how much I looked up to that, I hope that all the young girls in Centerville are looking up and thinking, wow, we can do all these great things too. And I really think we're setting a great culture in Centerville for ladies basketball. How much has Greg as a, a mentor and sort of a sounding board really helped out your game? Oh, he has been absolutely incredible. We had a talk the other day because – like, the la- uh, last Tuesday, I wasn't doing too well. I kind of had my head down. I wasn't emotional in the game. Like, none of my emotions were in the game. And he was talking to me about how I can get out of this slump. And he always – at any time uh, I'm acting weird, he knows. He talks me through it. And he really helped me get all mine tonight. Like, I wouldn't have got here if it wasn't for Greg. And I would imagine a little bit, too, because if I don't mention this, then he's going to text me and it's going to be a whole thing. But – your maturation has really come, I, I think, as an offensive player. Would it be fair to say a little bit of that being what you're doing in the offseason with Team Huddle? Oh, yes, definitely. Playing with Team Huddle, I'm seeing competition that I've never seen before. And playing just one summer with that team, I think, has changed my game, like, tons. I wasn't – previously, I was, I was playing great teams, but just not the caliber that I have been playing with Rich and Team Huddle. And – They've introduced me to so much more and how much I how much more I can do. And it also helps too, I think, having again seen a lot of your guys' games the last couple of years that your teammates have really I don't I don't like the term grown up, but grown in their game. And you've kind of all grown as a group of all right, we like each other, we have a common goal, we want to put a banner on the wall, we put multiple banners on the wall. Let's see what we can do if we can all get on the same page. Yeah. The team this year has just been awesome. We're all so close. Like, there's not a time we're not laughing. We're always having a great time, whether it's at practice or during the game. But always staying focused so Co- Coach Egas doesn't get too upset. But we always talk We talk about what we want. And then before every game, each of us gives, like, a pep talk. And it's just being able to be that close. And with, with how everyone has grown, if you throw the ball to someone, you can rely that they're going to either make the best play or they're going to score. And like we have the confidence in each other that they that they can do that. Well, how have those pep talks helped you personally come out of your shell? Well, when I hear when I hear my teammates like and that they're getting everyone motivated and they're ready to go, it's getting me ready to go knowing that I have four players behind me that will pick us up when we fall down and that they're always going to be like backing us up. So, it, it lets you know that it lets me know that I'm not going to a game alone. Like I have all of them behind me and uh 
we just go out. One player gets knocked down. Usually there's four of us to pick them right back up. And that's really great going into your game, knowing you have that support. It's crazy to me. I was trying to do the math on the way home, and I was thinking the record that you broke from Regina Brenneman has stood for nearly your entire life. Yeah, that that's pretty crazy. I just, I'm still like, I don't know if I have fully like absorbed what I've had. I've scored 39 points. I'm still kind of in awe, but I think it's, I'm, I'm really happy about it. <laughs> uh, my wife texted me and was quick to point out, man, Emma went off to the point tonight where she scored as much as their entire team. Yeah, after the game, one of the parents mentioned that, and I had no idea. I was just playing the game, and I kind of lost track. I was just trying to do what I had to do to win, and then I was told that I had the same number of points as them, and I just kind of blew my mind a little bit, too. <laughs> I'm sure it's one of those things you don't realize because you're so wrapped up in the game and thinking about everything that's going on. You just, you know, you know, you have a general feel on the floor of where you're at. You don't really yeah. look at the scoreboard and obsess about it. No. After every shot, I don't look up there. It's after each shot goes in, I get back, play defense, and uh, I don't really have time to stare at the scoreboard for the game. So That's the smartest answer you could have given, by the way. <laughs> That's number one on the Family Feud board. Tell your mom that. All right, I will. Uh, congratulations, you guys, again. I- I'm so excited to see you guys play in person again on Tuesday night. Yeah, thank you. That's the school record holder for a single game in uh, – Emily's 39 points in the win tonight for the Bearcats. Back with more after this. Danny the Dealmaker, have you ever noticed how Lee Kinsel Chevy Buick GMC is a little like a sports team? How so? Well, you got your Lee Kinsel team starters like all of our salespeople. Yeah? And then you got your talent on the bench ready to back up every one of those starters to ensure that the team wins like our incredible service people. You know, you're right. A customer could come in, select their favorite, and be on their way in no time. Sort of a pick and roll. Now you got it. See us at 650 West Urban Road, online at LeeKinsel.com, and on the phone at 866-LEE-KINSEL. And a big thanks again to Matt, Emma, and Joe for uh, spending some time with me this week and looking at the uh, things that they have going on as well. Big, big weekend, the final boys weekend before the uh, girls tournament draw. Boys tournament draw a week from Sunday, and it does not get any bigger in the Western Buckeye League on Friday night. Then the uh, game at Lappin Gymnasium is sold out. I don't have any tickets. Please stop calling. But the uh, Ottawa Glendorf Titans take their 35-game winning streak in the Western Buckeye League, a league record into Lima to battle Shawnee. Both teams undefeated and a lot at stake in this ball game. And I heard Mark Triplett, the uh, coach at Shawnee, say, winners in the driver's seat. Uh, the loser has to hope for some help. But, you know, outside of uh, the last couple of weeks, I don't think each team has had a bigger game than tonight. Uh, each team has taken on Lima Senior. Both teams have beaten Lima Senior. And both coaches have been quick to point out, thankfully those games are not league games in terms of, uh, you know, had we lost, it would have affected how we play. But two terrific teams on a path that a lot of people were looking forward to Shawnee ranked number five in Division Two. Ottawa Glendorf number two in Division Three. Something's got to change. Two terrific coaches in Mark Triplett and in Tyson McLaughlin, and you cannot write a better script for that game. Other games in the Western Buckeye League: St. Mary's travels to take on Elida. That's a Rough Rider squad that I don't think enough people are paying attention to. 
And with OG going to a different bracket, being in Division Three, and the rest of the WBL being in Division Two, I uh, I would love to see St. Mary Shawnee in a district final. I think that might be just a terrific game. You've got Bath at Wapakoneta, Salina at Defiance, Van Wert at Kenton. All of those girls matchups tonight, all won by the, uh, for the most part, the home team on Thursday night, who will be the visitor on Friday, Ottawa Glendor for the big win against Shawnee for their 35th straight WBL girls win on a Thursday. St. Mary's beat up on Elida. Bath beat Wapakoneta. Defiance beat Salina and Kenton Van Wert had themselves a heck of a battle as well, but just does not get any easier in the Western Buckeye League for the boys. NWC, Bluffton goes to Columbus Grove, and I'm told that game is sold out as well. I know it'll be on ZSportsLive.com as uh, one of the few media in that game. Everybody headed it to Lima. Elvis Jefferson at Lincoln View. Allen East at Spencerville. That game's on Z Sports 3. Ada at Paulding. I would imagine, if not uh, the Wayne Trace Holgate matchup or Tenora Antwerp, that uh, Paulding will be on 997 with the great Kenny Stabler, who you heard from a couple of weeks ago, or uh, at least on the station in Ada. Minster in Versailles. Versailles, the number one team in Division 3. Just uh, on a spree right now. But Minster, they've got some tricks. Uh, that's uh, an interesting matchup. Maybe the matchup of the night in the MAC. New Bremen goes to take on St. John's. St. John's trying to figure out what's going on right now. Spencerville went beep beep over them last week with the uh, truck. But uh, St. John's trying to get it get it back in motion. New Knoxville's varsity only game against Coldwater starting at 6.30. Marion local, big weekend for the Flyers. They head to Fort Recovery on Friday night, and then they go to Fort Loramie. I'm excited to be a part of the NK Telco broadcast on Saturday night, taking on Fort Loramie and Corey Britton. St. Henry goes to Parkway. Let's take a look at the track. Lima Senior at the top, taking on St. John's at home. Clay hosting Finley. Fremont Ross hosting Toledo Central Catholic. Whitmer goes to St. Francis. Big matchups in the Blanchard Valley Conference. Lipstick in action against Van Buren. Still right in the thick of things in the BBC is Lipsick, despite a couple of uh, bad losses. Macomb hosting Arlington. Corey Rawson and Riverdale. North Baltimore and Arcadia BBC. But saw Lipsick last week, just uh, unfortunately for them, couldn't get enough buckets to go down against Kaleida. Uh, I, I like that team, just trying to get some things right. And uh, I love the head coach there. He's a terrific dude and a great basketball mind, I believe. Also a frequent listener of this podcast. He'll get things righted over there. Northwest Central Conference, last week's guest and Matt Tabler. By the way, Matt Tabler's still undefeated as the coach at Perry since appearing on this show. Got two big wins last week. Take on Layman Catholic. Ridgemont hosts Temple Christian. USV hosts Elgin. Waynesville Goshen goes to Harden Northern to visit the uh, fine town of Dola. Green Meadows Conference, I talked a little bit about Tenora and Antwerp. Holgate, Wayne Trace, Hicksville, Edgerton, Ayersville, Fairview. And again, the big news of the GMC being that Holgate is not going to be a member of the Green Meadows Conference for much longer. Uh, That just a couple of years away. Kind of a weird situation. We'll see what all happens in the conference fluctuation. Uh, Something to keep an eye on. Shelby County League play on Friday is just... uh, 
trio of games. Anna at Jackson Center, so fascinating on paper. Just to look at that game, uh, two completely different ways to go at the basketball, and I wish I could be more places at more times. Uh, Botkins gets Houston, Fairlawn, and Rushi Tangle. Non-conference actions, these line of Central Catholic travel to uh, Convoy to take on Crestview. Here they're not big Frank Kill fans. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Putnam County League at Kaleida at Audeville. My, oh my. If uh, I was not going to be at the next game, Miller City at Fort Jennings for WZOQ on Friday night, I would love to be at L.W. Heckman for Kaleida and Audeville. I believe that's going to be a terrific matchup. Audeville is white hot right now, and they're trying to uh, keep it that way. But that, a look at Friday night, and there are some goodies. Get out and watch high school basketball. I promise you there are great games all over this week, and if not, a couple of games on the tube. Friday night, OG and uh, Shawnee. Get out. Support area athletics. I know there are a lot of big wrestling tournaments going on this weekend. Congratulations to the OG swim and dive team, the WBL champions last weekend. Fans stood out in the cold at the Carriot. Uh, St. Mary's wrestling program has been very good. So many good things in the area. Uh, Again, I cannot really just beg enough for people to get out and support everything. I want to see every single gym and every picture just packed with folks in there watching and uh, just making sure that these kids are getting the kind of publicity they deserve. Uh, just so much hard work. I mean, a lot of the people that listen to this podcast, you know, you played it. You were there. A much better and higher level than me. That's why I broadcast for a living. But please, please uh, go back, listen to the great interviews that are a part of these other shows. You can find them all on iTunes. Just search around the Hearn. And uh, let me know what you think. You can email me at any time, Mike at MichaelHearn.com. Twitter, I got 18 of those that you can choose from. Uh, Michael Hearn PVP is the biggest one. Adds Esports Live and uh, just so many great things. I implore you to go out and check. And, and I'll continue to beg because these kids deserve it. That is this week's show for Around the Hearn. Thank you again so much to my three guests. Three completely different worldviews and uh, parts of the world uh, that they reside in. But uh, all with one great thing. Support high school athletics however that you can. And thank you so much for listening wherever you are, wherever you may be. You have now gone around the Hearn. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Around the Hearn. Come back next week for more local stories from the NWO. But until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Michael Hearn PBP for more great area content.